Time. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Chance Time, the podcast where I realize I didn't share my screen, so no one heard the theme song this time around. <laughs> uh, I am Ryan Speakman, and with me I have Curtis Lowe. Hi. And Paul Bills. Yeah, welcome back, Curtis. Yeah. Chance Time. <laughs> I forgot that that was. Oh, yeah. I forgot that was. That's what we were supposed to do. Next time. We've already failed the episode. I know. Turn it I off, everybody. The episode, everything, and I was like, I gotta make sure I yell chance time, and then I just forgot. Well, next time. Do you want me to share my screen right now, and we can chance time. we can do it live. <laughs> no, no, no. We just have to remember to try next time. We'll keep trying no, until we get it. I already uh, have it showing. Oh, it's happening. Chance time! I was the only one who did it. Next <laughs> time. <laughs> I think it was delayed because I, w- I tried to do it, but you started before I heard it. Yeah, it probably was delayed. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a flaw with the plan. <laughs> Well, great. I think this will be in a time machine, and people will will clamor to hear this one right out of the gate in a thousand years. Yeah, this is the one. This is why we got to record in person sometime, just so we can get the the synchronized chance time. Yeah, I agree. We'll we'll record live in a crowded area and have everyone yell chance time. Yeah, just a huge, yeah. I was just going to say that. Come to Chance Time Live. We'll have everyone type it into their Twitch chat when we start recording live on Twitch. Oh, yeah, there you go. Um, keep Big stalling. things coming. I'm trying to remember something important. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I guess I'll find a venue for Chance Time Live. Um. That's how it works, right? Before you have any sponsors or anything, you just jump to a live show, a ticketed live show. Should we, like, in someone's garage? Like a a band from the 90s or something? Yeah, yeah. You've heard of garage (laughs) bands. We're a garage podcast. (laughs) Yeah. And we'll just have these giant speakers just with our voices super loud. (laughs) (laughs) Um. All right, all the synapses in my brain have now finally connected. And so that means it is now time for Mike Struckerberg's One Thing. You did it. You got No one that was such a long pause. No one cheered. I was waiting for the thunderous <laughs> rapturous applause for Mike Struckerberg's One Thing. I'm adding that in post. <laughs> Uh, all right, Curtis, what do you got for us for your one thing? Since it's been so long since we've heard from you, I'm sure you have many built up. Well, I want to do something a little different, and you'll know what I'm talking about. Hey, it's Wednesday, it means it's We Shop Wednesday. <laughs> yes, there's I did this, get a message a on Twitter, Twitter from you. <laughs> I was just watching it Dude, again today. I this, like, this is so funny. Did I write this song? Oh, so you've seen it too? Oh, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. I watch it. I watch it every week, every Wednesday. I watch the We Shop channel update video, whatever you call it. 
never even heard of the so i guess it's a sketch artist group or whatever you want to call it called nirvana the band the show <laughs> i've never watched any of their other stuff but i now know of them because of this video i don't know i don't have a link we should put it in the show notes essentially i guess i'll explain it um it's a couple of guys just talking about the we shop channel and they would update every wednesday with new new Wii titles then they decide to try to write a theme song saying the lyrics of the Wii Virtual Console <laughs> games, <laughs> the titles of the games to the music. And it's, it's great. <laughs> I'll just just have it in my head like all day Wednesday because I'll watch it in the morning. And I'll just sit there just randomly going, Ninja Gaiden 1, Ninja Gaiden 2, Ninja Gaiden 3. This is in USA. <laughs> It's so good. Isn't there a like? Isn't there an account that just tweets it out every Wednesday? Yeah, yeah, that's what I. I, I yeah, that's, that what Twitter. that's how I found it. Every <laughs> Wednesday, I see it in my Twitter feed, and I I watch it, and I, I'm happy. It makes me laugh every time. Oh man! So yeah, that's it. That's my. Oh, one. that's your Wednesday. Good shot, Wednesday. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I have to find like a YouTube link, maybe or something, and we can do we do show notes. I can't remember. Yeah, just send it, send it in the uh, the chat, and we'll we'll put it in. Um, great. Thank you, Curtis. Paul, what do you got for us today? Where I found it. Oh, good. Well, so, you know, I found it. Uh, you know I'm prone to to follow hype, so I have done it yet again, and I've been playing Splitgate. Mm, yes, because it's been getting a a lot of attention. Um, I'm not good at it. I'm <laughs> I'm pretty bad at it. <laughs> I'm pretty Splitgate. Yeah, yeah. So here's here's how I explained Splitgate. So, you know, oh, video games that? became a thing. Right. And pretty soon after video games became a thing, the first person shooter was born. And one of the most popular video game genres still to this day. But then some enterprising students came along and they were like, what if a first person shooter, but it's not about violence, it's about puzzles. And that's how Portal was born. And then this studio was like, yeah, cool. Your Portal thing is cool. But what if I could still shoot people while playing Portal? And that's Splitgate. It is a multiplayer competitive shooter with Portals. And it it is not a shame that it is just a it is just Portal Halo. It leans into it pretty hard. The portals look exactly like the portals in Portal. Uh, control the exact same way. They're even like blue and orange outlined. It it knows what it's doing, and it's not ashamed of it. And it has really like it's really fun. Like it has really good modes for a. Uh, multiplayer shooter uh lots of just like fun creative mode 
woods and the game doesn't take itself seriously at all so it's it's really just focused on getting you a mat getting you in a match as fast as possible and having fun while you do it it just for me has the problem of it's a shooter and no matter how many shooters i play i'm still bad at them yeah i've uh, got the same problem so like it's fun so, but it gets frustrating yeah it's free to play it's technically in beta right now um but yeah, it's been getting a ton of attention. They actually had to delay the full launch because it's been doing so much better than they thought. They had to go get additional funding from investors just to buy more servers so that the game could stabilize because it was getting hit so hard. Wow. Um, sounds really cool, though. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's really fun. And I, uh... I imagine it will produce really cool highlights from pros. Mm. But it is a little frustrating to suck at a game and keep <laughs> playing it. My roommate's been playing, <laughs> actually. He stopped me the other day and was like, hey, you gotta try Splitgate. Most fun I've had in a video game in a long, long time. And I didn't download it, but it sounded cool. <laughs> that was high praise. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's way fun, um, especially fun to like play with people. So it's like less stressful when you lose. Um, but playing solo queue, I just get pretty frustrated because I'm like, I just wish I was better at this. People get shooting me in the head. How do they do it so fast? But very fun. So is it like so you can put a portal down and like shoot through the portal at somebody and stuff? <laughs> yep. Uh -huh. You can corners essentially that's cool yeah. and you can't go through Sounds other people's like... portals but you have like a grenade that will close uh, their portal so if you see someone else's portal you can throw the grenade and close it off um but yeah you can shoot through uh, portals and you can um like you can if someone's shooting at you you can shoot a portal behind them and then like turn the corner and jump through the portal and just end up behind them and melee them from behind and that feels really cool um and they do the whole thing where like there's some portals um that are like or there's some portal walls that are angled up so if you can like shoot one on the ground and jump from the top of the level and fall through it and then launch out of the angled up portal you can like fly across the map and stuff and you have like a you have a jet pack that so like you can jump and kind of hover a little bit with your jet pack for a second so it's like like this the potential for skill based movement is just like off the charts because you have the portal stuff and the jetpack and the sprinting and jumping and just everything and the uh, maps are usually quite vertical like there's like four or five different uh like stories to them like up and down so there's just i'm like i, I haven't actually looked it up yet but i'm sure pro level play for this is just nuts and will only get better. Yeah, so super cool premise and executed pretty well. It kind of looks like it's not the most graphically impressive game. It's kind of like a generation or even two generations behind graphically, but it plays really smooth. And um, the the art style is like 
like the character art style is pretty much just rip off Halo. Um, like, yeah, like, I don't know, kind of an off brand Halo action figure. That's what all the characters look like. Hmm. But it's way fun. And I imagine if you were good at it, it would be incredible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's free to play. And I think they're pretty committed to it just being free to play forever. Um, you know, it has a battle pass and whatever cosmetics you can buy in the shop. Split coin you can buy to get cosmetics, but totally free to play. And there's like not limits or anything on it. You could play it for 10 hours straight, you know. Yeah, so yeah, awesome. pretty cool. Hope it continues to do well. It'll be, cur- it'll be interesting to see like where it goes. It'll also be interesting what happens, like, will it compete with Halo? Like, will people, like, you know, Halo is about to come out this fall. Will there be former Halo pros who are like, nah, I'm I'm sticking with Splitgate. I'm not going to move to Halo Infinite. It'll be interesting to see. Do you think, is Splitgate only on PC? Uh no, it's oh. uh PC and console. Well, I play it on my PS5. There you go. I think I don't think it has a dedicated PS5 version, but I think yeah, PS4 back backwards compatibility. Well, could it very much could compete? I was about to say if it's only on PC, I don't know, but yeah, yeah, and it uh, is crossplay enabled already between oh, well. console and PC. They know what they're doing. Or between the consoles, too. Yeah, pretty cool. Uh, yeah, but, like, um, I just Googled it, and literally, Splitgate.com, Halo meets Portal. Like, they don't <laughs> shy away from it at all. <laughs> pretty pretty funny. That's awesome. Um, well, thank you for sharing. Uh, try it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, we'll sounds so big brain though that I feel like I'd also be really bad at it because I, guy yeah, and you probably shoot me in the back of the head somehow. Yeah, yeah. Watch. In the <laughs> in the lower levels, at least I've noticed, like most of the time, people forget to do the portals at all, and they just play it like a shooter. But then, kind of people like kind of remember in the middle of the match, like, oh yeah, I could I could just portal. <laughs> it's kind of funny. <laughs> All right, real quick, we're going to play a little game. You guys each have one guess to guess what flavor of LaCroix I'm drinking based on how the can sounds when I open it. Okay, sounds good. I'm ready. Uh, You should have heard it. Was that it? Yeah. (laughs) All right, so it wasn't. It wasn't too loud, so it's it's more of a muted flavor. Mm. Just Googled LaCroix flavors. Perfect. That doesn't narrow it down at all. You're cheating a little <laughs> bit, but that's okay. Uh, I don't even know the flavors I had to look at. <laughs> uh, They're pretty standard. Some of them are a little little. I out think there, it's LaCroix uh, uh, Beach Plum. Okay. Beach plum is Chris's guest. Sort of the top hits. I don't know. 
Is that real? Oh, it is real. Okay. I was making sure it was real. I have not heard I'm going to go with Mango. All right. Probably just something like Mango or Tangerine. The correct answer is Raz Cranberry. Oh. Oh. What a riveting segment that was. I feel like <laughs> there every are so time many uh, flavors. Holy crap. <laughs> what were you going to say? Uh, I googled LaCroix flavors mm-hmm. and the top result on people also ask is why is LaCroix bad for you? <laughs> uh, um, Alright, I guess I'll get into my Mike Struckerberg's one thing. I am a simple man, as most people know. But uh, sometimes I I delve into things that I shouldn't or that are somewhat popular and I get a little too into them. Uh, recently, I've been doing a lot of uh, research on trading cards in general. Mostly non-sports trading cards. (laughs) And there was a time where there were a lot of trading cards being made. And I feel like especially in the 90s, they had like Aladdin trading cards and Ninja Turtles trading cards, Simpsons trading cards, Ace Ventura trading cards, Hook trading cards they had a lot of trading cards going on at that time but they didn't really have a lot of trading things in the 90s that's true (laughs) you got your pogs you got your uh pokemon red garbage pale kids those are ones they actually still make i've been finding out weird but i haven't seen a lot of video game ones like there's there's Fortnite ones that are being made right now. And then there are some that are also trading card games. But not a lot of just like trading card video game characters with like facts and stats on them and stuff. And I don't know. Are trading cards even coming back? I know Pokemon cards are like a huge thing right now. Mm-hmm. But I feel like just like trading cards are dead because I guess they have some apps where you can have digital trading cards. But it's so weird to me, though. Well, yeah, I see a lot of people are trying to do trading cards via blockchain, mm-hmm. like NFT style stuff. Yeah. Uh. And I keep getting ads on Instagram for something that's like trading cards for the digital age. Mm. I see a lot of people try and like just basically just like collectibles without a game. So it's yeah. like. Um, I did have an app for a spell that was Marvel trading cards. And it was literally like you get some money every day and you open up packs of JPEGs. <laughs> And you can trade with oh, people. Yeah. And you could, like, if you did things at certain times, you could get special ones. And I I had it for, I don't know, a couple of weeks. And then I was like, what am I doing? 
It was pretty boring. Do that for like cosmetic items and games. I think that would be cool. I think some. I mean, like skins in League of Legends that I have from like opening free loot box things I get. You know that I'm like I don't care about this at all, but I have it. Be like, I'll trade you that one for a skin I care about. You know that'd be cool. Can't you do that? Don't people sell their League of Legends skins? Do they? I don't know. Uh, I don't want to buy anything from anybody. <laughs> I don't think you can do that in League. I guess people like sell accounts. I don't think you can sell a specific oh, okay. skin. You can do it in Counter Strike. You can like make skins in Counter Strike and sell them. Isn't the Team Fight Fortress? Team Fight Tactics? Oh, you mean Team, Team Fortress, Fortress 2? Team Fortress 2. What did I say? Team Fight Fortress? Team Fortress? Fight yeah. <laughs> Different games. Look it up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Mike Struckerberg made that game. That's right. Uh, Studios. <laughs> uh, I think, I don't know if you can make your own hats, but they like in, yeah. They kind of pioneered the whole like free to play cosmetic purchases with hats in Team Fortress 2. Uh, that, yeah, I think that like pioneered the cosmetic purchase- purchasables in a free to play game. But I don't know if you can like make your own and sell them like you can in Counter Strike. weird to me that like it's even a possibility well now that i think about it, doesn't steam just steam in general have trading cards you get for like playing games yes they do yeah yeah yeah. Which i've gotten them and i'm like why what do i do with this yeah and you can and they just sit there most of the time you can sell them for like three cents on the steam marketplace that's true um huh. real quick though straying away from digital trading cards if mm-hmm. they made some video game trading cards, would you guys consider buying them at all? Or would you be afraid if your kids got into them and wanted to collect all of them? <laughs> so here's a scenario where I might get way into it. If there was like PlayStation trading cards and you could like only get them by like attending certain PlayStation events mm. or like in certain windows or pre-ordering PlayStation games or something. And they were like a consistent set. You could like collect all of them. And it was like all the major iconic PlayStation characters. That might get me. Okay. The like the like exclusivity and the like have a complete collection that looks consistent and cool and you could display in some way. Something like that might get me. Or if it was like Happy Meal prizes and it was mm-hmm. a bunch of like, oh, like Arby's sometimes does like indie game toys now in their oh, Happy cool. Meals. So if yeah, they did I've like, yeah, if they did like indie game trading cards and then you could get like a full set, that might get me. But if it was just like a 
like a tops like buy a pack at target and it's a bunch of video game characters i probably wouldn't care yeah i probably would be more interested if it was like if they had it by like game like if they had a game i liked yeah i think it would be cool Mm. or like if nintendo did like nintendo all-stars and like if it wasn't just like a picture Mm. but had like stats on it i don't know i'd like that kind of stuff but yeah i mean uh remember like the trophies and like smash brothers melee mm. you get the trophy of a character and then it would tell them like a quick bio and what game yeah. they first appeared in and that kind of stuff that would be pretty cool i yeah. could see that well that's what i was about to say aren't amiibos basically trading cards just 3d <laughs> it's not like marketed as like right. trading things yeah and i think the difference between trading cards is the emphasis on you and your friends buy these, get a bunch of duplicates, and, and, and then like, you can trade each your other. duplicates yeah. or duplicates to get all of them easier. Yeah, I mean they did do the amiibo cards for Animal Crossing, so That's they could true. just expand that. They could expand that idea. Yeah, to like a bunch of characters, and then yeah, and like if you scanned it as an amiibo, it gave you something in games. That might get me. I might buy a like couple packs of those and try to get. Like my favorite characters. Can you imagine something like this that like Nintendo's never going to do this, but could unlock like themes for that character. So if you get like a link trading card, you scan it like an amiibo onto your switch and then it unlocks a link theme. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, that would be cool. Obviously it's not going to happen because there's not even themes to begin with, but right. <laughs> that would make me want them. Honestly, right. I got the gray card for my gray theme. Oh. Gray the gray card for your white card. <laughs> That's it. I could collect those. Yeah. You finish it. It'd be easy. <laughs> Two cards done. I don't know. I maybe I'm just like a weird nostalgic old fool, but I thought trading cards were cool. <laughs> And I, I wish they really were got still into here. them unless there was like like a game. Like I got into the Pokemon ones, but I played the Pokemon card game. Yeah. Know? Yeah. I for me too. Got them to collect them. Okay. Yeah. I and think... I still got excited when I got a cool card in a, a pack. Mm-hmm. I think if it's something like you like it's like a cool collectible. Like, there's ones that I have been looking into that are these old Marvel cards. And I think they're really cool because they've got, like, this cool art style on them. And then on the back, it has, like, a brief bio. But then it also has, like, their, like, stats in terms of intelligence and strength and stuff. And then you can compare them with each of the heroes to figure out, like, who's the strongest hero and things like that. I don't know. All of that is appealing to me. So if it's just, but then there are some where it's just like, this is just a picture of a guy. You have the card. It's a little less exciting. Yeah. 
I don't know. I think one of the other reasons those kind of went away is because there's also games like Hearthstone. I kind of like trading card games, but I don't think you can actually trade cards in them. Can you? I don't know. In Hearthstone, no. But if you have duplicates, you can turn it into dust, and then you can trade dust for cards you don't have. But you can't trade directly with other players. At least you couldn't when I actually played Hearthstone. It's been a while. That would be a cool feature. But, I mean, there's a few games like that now. Like, the, there's a League of Legends one now. and um, yeah. Magic the Gathering, I think, is a digital version now, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Magic so, Arena. Yeah, I feel I like, don't know like if... the transition to those digital art, because I guess they're deck builders now, not trading card games, because there's no trading involved. But Yeah. Well, you can trade in the Pokemon trading card game digital version. You can actually trade with other players. I don't know there's a digital version of that. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You probably can in Magic. I actually don't know. I have not played I don't enough. Know either. I tried Feels Magic. Like you should be able to. <laughs> yeah. And I know when Valve tried to do Artifact for a minute there, they were making trading like a, a core thing, like through the Steam Marketplace, actually trading the cards. But Artifact tanked hard. So. It's dead. Forgot about that. Yeah. Artifact. Yeah, and I guess Pokemon, the non trading card video games. Yeah, you can kind of trade. trade. And yeah. You need someone to buy each version to be able to get them all. Yeah. And I think we should mention like the whole gotcha genre, like Fire Emblem Heroes and Genshin Impact and all those. It's a lot like the feeling of trading cards where you're like, open yeah, a random pack it would be cool if those games added trading i don't know of any that have like trade with your friends that would be, that cool. Would be a cool feature it's similar with like yeah. boxes and stuff like that yeah like if you get I mean, a bunch of the same ones it would be nice to trade them and try to get other stuff yeah rocket league has trading doesn't it it does but i wish it was easier yeah. It's easier oh, between friends, but like you can go to message boards. All right. And try to like I I looked into trying to get the same goal explosion for my friends. And it's like a huge hassle where you have to do a bunch of stuff to make it work if you're not friends. I don't know. I I don't remember why, so maybe it's not, but it seemed like it. Yeah, I think it was because people were selling it, right? Instead of just trading it. Yeah. Anyways, could have been a whole episode. Yeah, (laughs) it could be. Thank you, Mike Struckerberg, for your hard work in this one thing. Um, love you, Mike. Uh, all right sorry (laughs) famously friends with tom from myspace his big claim to fame how tom's doing these days he's probably great friends with everyone he's my friend i remember (laughs) um well, let us move to uh, our topic. 
which is humor in video games or funny games or something to that extent. So is that the official title? Yeah. <laughs> humor in video games or something to that extent. <laughs> I am really interested in this subject, so I I wanted to make you guys talk about it with me. Um, it kind of seems like it's it's hard to pinpoint. Like when you have movies, there are movies that are definitely comedy movies, but there are definitely movies that are not comedy movies but have comedy in them. And then there's a whole bunch of things that have comedy elements or maybe not, but I kind of feel like that was a slower start for video games, but not necessarily. Um, but I don't know. It's just interesting to me. Uh, games that try to be funny and maybe don't hit the mark or games that are funny. And I, or when a game tries to be like its sole purpose is being funny is also interesting to me. But uh, before we get into all these broad topics, I want to ask you guys what, what makes a game funny to you guys? Is there like certain, like, is there certain jokes that you prefer in a video game over other forms of media or do you do you think there's like rules to this or do you think it's just kind of abstract and humor is subjective and i don't know what do you guys think yeah i definitely think humor obviously is subjective um but my favorite kind of humor in video games is when it's like almost like a mechanic or they're like playing with the mechanics and your perceptions of what a video game should be like, you know, mm. that makes sense. Yeah. So like when something's happening, you're like, Oh crap. Like for example, uh, or castle crashers. Yeah. It, <laughs> I love castle, castle crashers. <laughs> and part of it is for the humor. And it was, a, I don't, was there any writing in that game? Um, trying to remember if, ever like written dialogue in that game you know i can't remember don't know i can't remember any there's like so much humor just built into the mechanics of that game favorite was the forest level because i'm not a mature person i don't know if you remember <laughs> this but like i do remember this. you're walking you're walking you're running through the forest fighting bad guys and stuff and everything and then suddenly the screen like goes up to this bush and this huge bear comes out that kind of makes you think oh crap boss fight with this bear and this bear just has like diarrhea or something <laughs> then just goes back behind the bush and then you just keep going and it just doesn't make any sense like why it's there and then like there's an owl that has the same problem and like falls out of a tree afterwards and there's just there for some reason and you keep thinking like it's gonna build up to something you know so, you know video game like game design will show you small things and in increments kind of thing to build up to something bigger that kind of thing then at the end of the level there's it, you end up writing 
on uh, a deer to get away from the boss. And then there's one of them, there's four deer because it's a multiplayer game, and one of them also has diarrhea. So instead of running, it's just like, like a rocket, <laughs> like just shooting along. <laughs> I just, I don't know. It just like plays with your perception of what you know, a video game, how it communicates to you how things are going to happen, and just flips it on its head. That's my favorite kind of humor in a video game, personally. Yeah, that's good. There's always humor in like writing is an easy way to do it. That's not. I'm not saying that's like a bad way to do it because there's also a lot of games with really great writing that's funny. Paul, that's my favorite. Is the mechanics? Yeah, that is good stuff. Yeah, I was gonna say a similar thing when it, um, but I think there's a lot of games that are made like just so it feels goofy to play. Uh, like yeah. like gang beasts i think is probably like one of the prime examples of this where like yeah it's coming to switch yeah like <laughs> it's just goofy to like watch and try to do um so you're just laughing because you're like trying to make stuff happen and it's just these blobs like moving all funny on screen uh quap also comes to mind mm, where yeah. like you're just laughing because it seems like such a simple concept, but it's so hard and you do such dumb stuff trying to make it happen. Um, I also like Fall Guys has a similar feel, um, but like doesn't really lean as much into that. Um, but like there's a lot of moments in Fall Guys that are just kind of laughable because all the dudes are all the little beans are running into each other and falling over and they all make the little noises. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then also, oh, what was it called? Um, there was a indie like collection of sports games on the PS4. And there was one that it was like pole vaulting, but you would run into a ball on a string and you tried to kick the ball toward the other Sorry, toward the other team's goal. I don't remember what it was hmm. called. But... I don't know this one. Uh, uh, it, like, I think the Joust was in the title. But yeah, so basically there's a ball on a string at the top of the level, and there's like goal targets at either end of the level. And every player character has this big pole and the only control of the game is left stick is to move your character left and right and right stick is to rotate your pole so you'd like rotate the pole into the ground to lift up your character and kick the ball on the string toward your opponent's goal um the collection was called sports friends but i don't remember what the individual game within that was but that was my game for like a long time. If people weren't really gamers, mm -hmm. I could get them to try that game and they would laugh and they would love it. Um, and that like was goofy by design. Like it was funny in the mechanics, not uh, it also didn't have any text or anything um, just in the aesthetic and in trying to make it happen like trying to make it work 
uh, it was just funny. Uh, yeah, I I agree. I think that is a thing that's unique to video games, and I guess games in general. Of um, the game itself not necessarily being funny, but the way the player has to interact with the game is funny. Uh, the one that that comes to mind for me is snipper clips where you're just given kind of like a simple task and few simple yeah. mechanics, but it's really funny because it's, it's, I guess it's funny because it's frustrating because you, th- you either think you know what you have to do and you don't, or you have to rely on someone else thinking they know what to do and they don't and kind of have to work together to figure it out. And there's, it ends up being a really funny time. Seems like a lot of these games be like a simple objective and just make it hard <laughs> to do. Yeah. It. You know? That's like that thing where um you have to eat an Oreo, you put it on your forehead, and you can't use yeah. your hands. You ever done that? That's kind of what it reminds me of. Right? Yeah, like, you just kinda laugh at people trying to do it. To yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then you just look dumb doing it. That's the whole concept. Uh, also, to go to just a little bit back, uh, I have never made this connection before, but I just looked it up. Pole Riders is the game I was talking about. Okay. Um, and that that game is by Bennett Foddy. Oh, who, really? Who did, who <laughs> did Quap? <laughs> The, did the, the getting over it yeah getting over it, which the mechanic and getting over it is very similar to pole riders the like move the pole to lift yourself up um so this is kind of this guy's thing is he makes goofy games that yeah. like you just laugh at um another one that comes to mind is uh and this is a slightly different brand of humor uh goat simulator mm, i was thinking <laughs> about that one today that's a good example though. yeah where like they purposely say when you start the game like we're not going to fix bugs unless they crash the game because it's just funny <laughs> yeah. so like all kinds of weird stuff happened to that game they're like yep that's fine <laughs> just go with it do you think... I think that's kind of the fun thing about humor in games though because it's like a my I don't know, a machine maybe is not the right word, but like a system, you know, that you can just kind of poke and prod and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Just kind of get what kind of reactions you can get out of it. And Goat Simulator is a great example of that because it's, I mean, that's like the whole game. Like, what happens if I lick this car that's going around a corner at top speed and I attach <laughs> my tongue to it and see how fast I can get flipped around, you know? <laughs> like, it's just the weirdest things you can try to do. It's like, what it, What happens if I do this? That's just, that's a fun kind of humor in games, too. Or you can't really do that anywhere else, you know? Yeah. That kind of interaction humor. Call it that, interaction humor. Interaction humor. Can we make that a, a tag on Steam? Instead of just humorous or funny, interaction humor. Writing humor. Categorize them all. Um, so that touches on something I also wanted to talk about. 
Um, so obviously like interacting with things and mechanics in a game is more unique to video games than in any other form of media. Are there any other things that either video games can only do humor wise or do better in a lot of cases? I don't know, but I just thought of another example is the, oh, now I just forget the name of it. Stanley Parable. Oh, that yeah. Called? That's another one where I was playing it and I was like, wants me to do this thing. I'm just going to do the opposite to see what it does. Just yeah. to like make the narrator mad, you know? Yeah, that's like yeah, I... something you can only do in a video game, I feel like. Yeah. If you do it with like a real life person, that's just rude. <laughs> but i think that's a good example of actually answering ryan's question like, yeah the humor there isn't purely mechanical it's like the narrator reacting but the interaction is still key yeah but like the designer programmed it so that if you totally ignore you know the narrator actually comments on that so it's kind of like you're playing like you're playing along with the designer, like you're joking with the designer and the designer was smart enough to like joke back. And that's really rewarding and hits differently than just like a joke in a TV show where you didn't have any input. Yeah. I think it's also, uh, one of those things where, man, I, my brain just melted into mush in the <laughs> middle of that. Um, <laughs> continue on <laughs> yeah so i have another example that that kind of answers your question i think another thing that that video games do differently than other mediums trying to be funny is video games can expect so much more of your time so this the humor can be like way more subtle and like long like long term or like they can really surprise you so what i'm thinking of specifically is the witcher 3 like um the witcher 3 if you like just watch the trailers and look at the cover art Geralt the main character of the witcher 3 is just this rough you know i'm a i'm a tough guy i'm a tough white guy like so many video games just have the gruff like cold white guy who's just you know will do anything to survive like there's so many video games that have that character and so you kind of expect Geralt to be that same just like i'll do whatever it takes to protect or revenge or whatever the motivation is um and some of the funniest parts of like any video game I've ever played are in The Witcher 3, where they let Geralt kind of have that subtle, dry humor, really paying attention. You might not even notice that he's like kind of making fun of people around him. And uh, like there's some side quests in witcher 3 that i like literally laughed out loud at because i was just so surprised at how well Geralt kind of is just like 
yeah sure whatever you guys or like you know he like asks people questions to like point out how ridiculous they are but they don't know that he's calling them out for being ridiculous so they think he's being serious so they like answer all his questions and like make themselves sound more and more ridiculous and he's just like uh-huh okay <laughs> <laughs> uh and it's really uh also a credit to i think the guy's name is doug cockle who did the voice acting for Geralt, who like really brings that alive um you know and that is similar to other mediums but the fact that like you know this is a hundreds of hours game and he you know found a way to just bring out just enough of that so that it doesn't like break the scene but you know that he's kind of laughing along with the player at this ridiculous scenario it's really well done and it's part of why i love that game so much because it really humanizes the character um even though most of the time you're just you know uh rough and gruff monster hunter guy he 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 really feels human because of those moments and i don't think other mediums have enough time to really explore that as well as the game does. Yeah. That makes sense. That does make a lot of sense. All right. I remembered yeah. what I was going to say. Oh, sorry. It's okay. It was going back to uh, what Curtis was saying about interacting with different things. And uh, anyways, I I think a lot of people's sense of humor come from kind of like what if statements of like, what if I did this? Like, what if I stole something from the store? But the the joke is in the fact that it's bad to do kind of. And in a video game, you can kind of like play that out a little bit more and still not actually be, be looked on as a bad person because you're making this fictional character do it. And so I think they're turning these what if statements into like realities a little bit further is also part of the humor. Does that make sense? Hmm. Yeah. I also think it's funny when you can do that kind of stuff, kind of like break the game, find a way to do stuff like that. That shouldn't really like obviously would not work in the real world. Like in uh, those clips in Skyrim where you pick up like a pot put it over the shopkeeper's head and then steal their stuff then it works because they can't <laughs> technically see you you know because you know it's a game so it's like it's programmed so if the person sees you stealing something they're like hey thief stop and then the guards come after you and all that but if you put a pot over their head they can't see you and then you can steal their stuff it's almost like like literally stealing from a baby <laughs> <laughs> That kind of stuff is fun. So you can just really manipulate people. And then, like you said, right, you don't have to feel like a terrible person. Yeah. Because if someone it's is... Just a, it's just a program. They're not real. Yeah. If someone really <laughs> puts a pot on a storekeeper's head, there's consequences for that. Yeah. But in a video game, so you someone, can steal. Someone go and try that and let us know how it goes. <laughs> like a, a bowl from the kitchen section in Target. Put over someone's employee's <laughs> head and try to still never never don't do that we're not we don't endorse that kind of thing here <laughs> I, I was gonna say if you do it do not mention this podcast <laughs> excuse me not, sir i am a burglar challenge it's gonna be a new thing on tiktok <laughs>
Yeah, there's those quirks in video games where you can ex exploit it, I guess, is the right way to... The right term you're looking for. Because, yeah, games run on video game logic, you know? You can find ways to exploit that video game logic because it's not always the smartest logic. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I just want to add here, like, this doesn't quite fit the theme, but there are some people who have, like, a talent for finding those things within games. Like I'm thinking like video game donkey, a lot of his channel is based on him just being super creative with game systems to make funny stuff happen. Like one of the first videos I ever saw of his was metal gear solid five, which I had already put like probably 60 hours into by the time I saw his video. And I was just blown away at the stuff he was able to do. But it was also hilarious. Like he set up these scenarios where he like put a whole circle of decoys around just one enemy NPC. And so it like really screwed up the AI of the game where the enemy just kept like moving in circles and acting shocked every time he saw a new decoy. Um <laughs> And so it was really funny, but it was also like mechanically really intelligent. And so I think that's a, just another interesting angle on humor in games that I think I can't think of a better example than Dunkey, where he just takes games and he's like, look how easily I can break it and make it hilarious, even though it wasn't meant to be. And it that's just really intriguing to me that there's people with like the talent to make games funny even if they weren't meant to be and you definitely can't you obviously can't do that with like other mediums although i guess like as i say that it kind of reminds me of like mystery science theater 3000 do you guys know what that is yeah yeah we're like movies yeah, so it's just like three guys watching a crappy old movie and they talk over it to make it okay. funny. It's like a similar idea, uh, which is the like it's an interesting, yeah, interesting brand of humor. Um, that I don't know how it like relates. Like, I don't know if I guess some game designers try to play to that, like, they want those moments to happen, they want to give you those moments. Um, so yeah, like they build games. in systems yeah they build in those systems to let you yeah. do that first one that popped in my head was the sims i've never actually played the sims yeah that's a good example all i ever yeah. hear about the sims is like people building a swimming pool and then their sim gets in go swimming and then you like remove the ladder so they can't get out right and they <laughs> just like freak out and die in the pool because they can't yeah. get out <laughs> and then yeah. they just like drown because they can't get out or they have to go to the bathroom and then you like destroy the bathroom so they have nowhere to go like <laughs> doing yeah. terrible things to your sims or a uh, roller coaster tycoon classic classic i'm gonna build this uh, the loop-de-loop -loop roller coaster that goes up and then goes backwards back down but then i'm gonna put it at the top launch speed so it just shoots them off and they all die it's a good one yeah or Picking deleting the guests path. and putting them in a Yes, and then all the uh, guests are like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> or digging a hole and like, because there's always that guest that's just constantly angry. Then they try to leave your park, and then you dig a hole and you put them in the hole instead, so they can't ever leave. 
Sorry, I guess I'm just adding myself as a terrible person. And really, we all like did that. it. We all know. <laughs> oh man. Um, another interesting thing about humor in games is an unintentional uh, humorous thing of making mistakes in games, or maybe mm. also like something being frustrating can be funny. Like it to me, it is kind of funny to like play a Souls game for the first time and to walk into the first boss and just immediately get destroyed by it. <laughs> it it is like maybe that's not supposed to be funny, but it is like it just like humbles you in terms of like what you're capable of doing right off the bat. Um. But another example. Oh, go ahead. Up. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was just gonna say that when we talk about interacting with the game. There's humor comes from like interacting with people and the game at the same time. Yeah. I think there's humor in that too. Your Dark Souls example is a perfect one. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, something's gonna happen, but you don't tell them, and then just let it happen. Yeah. So you can laugh at them. <laughs> um. Another example of, I guess this is more in the mistake territory, is my first time playing Breath of the Wild. There's the iconic scene where you wake up and then you get out of the place, you like the cave you're in. And there's that first like scenic shot of the Great Plateau. It's like really cool and you're seeing this like world for the first time. And I remember seeing this, getting the switch, playing it, seeing it, and my first experience was immediately falling off the cliff on accident afterwards <laughs> and dying. And you know how you can like do the thing on the map where it shows you where you've been all over the map? Yeah. yeah. Um, so it also shows you each place you die and it was always embarrassing for me to look at it and then immediately die, like right in the first, like one second of where it was showing where I went, <laughs> but it, immediately. it was also like a really funny moment to me that I like, they're showing me this beautiful thing and then I immediately died and I'll never forget it. There's yeah, there's a lot of examples like that too, where the game reacts in a way you don't expect i guess or you just you don't literally don't see it coming kind of like that yeah there's a speaking of breath of the wild who was a youtuber i think it was peanut butter gamer did a breath of the wild video he did a he did a part where like he got knocked off a cliff to see how many times he could die technically you know Mm -hmm. he had like all these fairies in the bottles or whatever and the whatever power-up you get that, like, revives you if you take too much damage, you lose all your hearts, and then it, like, refills all your hearts up, and then with the extra yellow hearts, and, like, he died, like, four times rolling down a hill. It's pretty <laughs> funny. Stuff like that. That's awesome. Um, what about games... Do you think games that are trying to be comedy 
games, not like not just mechanically, but games that are specifically like made to be funny. Do you guys think that there is a lot of success there? Sorry, that was pretty vague. Yeah. No, question. like I don't know what you mean though. We're like yeah. games that are like they're trying to be comedy games. Like the appeal yeah. is it's funny. Yeah, do you uh, do you feel like those hit or would you rather watch a comedy movie or read a funny book or watch a funny video? Yeah. Where where do you would how often are you wanting to play a game because it's funny? Yeah. My experience is when games are trying to be like we're a comedy game it doesn't work as well as just a game that's like more mechanically funny like the one that comes to mind recently is trover saves the universe which isn't that it had someone involved that like had made comedy in other mediums can't remember yeah, it's, who it was. Uh, Justin Roiland, the Rick and Morty guy. Yeah. And like none of the trailers for that game ever got me excited to actually play it because it, it seemed like it just wanted to be a TV show or a movie. But it like had to be a video game for some reason. Um, so, yeah, when, I don't know. Like, I've never been excited by, like, look at this hilarious game. Uh, it, like, I don't know, but, like, as I say that, like, Gang Beasts is kind of marketed as just funny to play. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like the reverse of the video game movie, where it's like, if you bring in, like, a big comedy person and put them in a game, I'm not automatically excited. Just like I'm not automatically excited when you make a movie out of a popular video game. Like, they also just announced that that new fantasy Borderlands, Wonderlands, is that what it was called? Like, it's going to have uh, Andy Samberg and Will Arnett and, like, all these big comedy actors in it. And that doesn't automatically make me more interested in the game. It makes me kind of worried. Like, is it is it just going to land weird because they're not game actors? Yeah. So is it just going to be like a comedy movie? Like, with a game tacked onto it? Yeah, I don't know. So, I don't know. When... When the key feature of the game is it's funny, uh, that's that's almost like a warning to me. Like, uh oh. Yeah, it's like <clears throat> I think it's hard to make a funny game because you still have to. It's still at the end of the day a video game, like you said, Paul. So you have to have yeah. like the the gameplay to back it up. I think the best funny games are the ones where they blend it together. You know, where the gameplay is funny, backing up the funny writing kind of stuff. I think it's harder to do, you know? I don't know. Cause even, like, non-funny games, like serious games, still have to have good writing, I guess. So, I mean, it's not as hard as, like... I don't know. I'm sure it's still hard. What am I saying? Video games are hard to make. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, like, you can't... Because I can think of some games that are, like, 
what was this really weird one I played on Steam? I think it's called Super Wagon Adventure. I remember it's you like, playing that a lot, actually. Yeah, it's like a spoof on uh, the Oregon Trail, but they just made it like as absurd as possible. And I played it like for a weekend, then like jokes started to repeat, you know, and like suddenly it wasn't fun anymore, funny anymore, because it was just the same thing over and over again. You know, like it had no legs. Like replayability can be kind of a hard thing to land in these kinds of games because, you know, if the joke lands once and it's like, <laughs> you know, and that was the kind of reaction you get, it's not going to be any funnier the second time, I imagine, you know? Yeah. But how often are you replaying games in general? Well, maybe it's not even like replaying the game. I don't know. It's almost like the cutscene that you can't skip. You know? So if you're dying over and over again at a hard part, so then you're being forced to see the same joke over and over and over mm, again. Yeah. Like the humor is quickly is gone. It's just not funny anymore. Fair. Um. I don't know. So. Do you feel? Do you guys feel like there are any games that are deemed comedy games that you feel have been successful then? Because it sounds like you guys don't think that. Uh, um, definitely successful ones. I mean, I've, I would say Castle Crashers is a successful one. Okay. There's a ton of humor in that game. And not only is it really funny, it's just a lot of fun to play, especially if you get a, you know four people together to play it. You can get through the whole thing with the same four people. It's a blast. Yeah. And the ending of that game will never not be funny to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm I agree. Cracking up just thinking yeah. about it. I think, yeah, the mechanical funny ones, like Gang Beasts, are the more successful ones. Mm, yeah. Um, I can't think of one where it's like, we got this funny comedy actor or comedy writer to work with us on our game. And everyone was like, it's hilarious. It, it's essential. Um, can't think yeah, like, of What examples. about like the, the South Park games? There's a few South Park games. I don't know how all the yeah, and I, you know? Yeah, like, I think... Are they popular they were, South Park, so they're funny? Or are they actually like, yeah. fun to play, too? I don't know. I've never played them. I'm not a South Park guy at all, so I wouldn't know. I think they were pretty well-received by like yeah like south park fans because that's just that's just like a jrpg style thing where it's easy to separate the gameplay and just here's cutscenes and here's lines of dialogue and here's funny names for the attacks and things hmm. um yeah i think if you're into south park i think those were pretty well received but they're pretty clearly for fans of south park yeah, uh, like I don't, I don't know if those games like made any new South Park fans, you know. I, and I think that speaks on an important point of, I do think there are funny video games, but it's similar to like comedy movies, or shows or anything like that, where it depends on what your taste is, like we were kind of saying at the beginning. Yeah. 
And like people who like South Park will probably like the humor in the South Park games. And like for me, like there's not like a lot of like I guess maybe there's not people don't think video games are as funny because I kind of feel like the humor that's popular today is more based on like if you watch like a Netflix show that's funny it's very different than like the type of humor it's it's made more for like a short kind of condensed story experience right. rather than like yeah. interacting with different objects and things like that and but like for me like I really kind of like the absurdist humor type of stuff and I've been able to find video games that are basically in fact a lot of video games have a lot of just kind of like weird humor okay. in them in general so something like jazz punk hit really well for me humor wise where it is you're just basically going up to a bunch of weird looking people and a bunch of weird stuff happens and I I think it's fun I can't remember very many I think there's like I can't remember but it's weird <laughs> that's all I, and I remember laughing a lot um or one that I do remember better examples of is the WarioWare games hit really well for me. <laughs> yeah, wow. that's a good example. Yeah, and those ones are... They have weird songs, weird pictures, weird things you're doing, and it's all in like these really short, condensed experiences. And like the main story of the game isn't really that funny, of like Wario trying to make money. Yeah and so but like that actually does become funnier because he's trying to make money by making all these like weird mini games for people to play right <laughs> and so like like that is just like probably one of the prime examples of like a comedy game for me because it's just like the whole aesthetic matches the weirdness like the gameplay the arts the music everything about it kind of like fits well together and it has one like solid vision instead of it's like an action game and it like has jokes here and there, but you <laughs> can tell they tried harder on the action rather than the jokes. Um, okay. Another thing. I sort of think, Oh, God. Oh, sorry. I was just gonna say, it seems like a lot of humor in video games too is like riffing on what video games are and how they act like that too. Yeah, it's part of the reason I I agree that WarriorWare is just hilarious, and part of the reason is because it's so short bursts, and that's there's not any other games like that, you know. Yeah, like it's kind of subversive, you could say argue, because <clears throat> like they're micro games, they're five seconds long, and you're like, what? Why did I just do that? And then you can't even like think about it, and then you're going again. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's just another absurd thing, which I think is hilarious. Yeah, yeah, a lot of video games are like that, where they're playing on the fact that it knows it's a video game, kind of fourth wall breaking, you know. Yeah. Um, another thing that gets me humor wise in video games is music 
and so like if if something has kind of like a kind of weird element to the soundtrack that's something i like one example is the ray the newer rayman games where like you have like levels where there's you're riding a mosquito and there's like intense kazoo in the background or there's like there's the lumas intense kazoo is a great phrase yeah (laughs) um seems like one of like you know the memes with the weird subtitles like the jazz music stops meme oh yeah (laughs) intense kazoo is like a subtitle (laughs) it's hilarious to me um but there's also these little collectibles called the lumas and they're these little like fairies made of lights kind of and you collect them but if you get like a big one they start singing with like their chipmunk voices and it's like really goofy and really cheery and i don't know it also has kind of like the art style to match the kind of cheery goofy music that's got going on and may that one maybe isn't as funny as other games but it's just like you could tell they put a lot of like I don't know there's like opera singers in the background at weird parts and like food levels and like I don't know it's just like kind of some kind of off-putting funny music um but yeah I I think that one for me is another thing that that can be done in any medium but I like it when it does it in video games, I guess. Yeah, yeah. That reminds me of, there's another brand of video game joke that's in a lot of games. That's like the the fourth wall breaking tutorial when like a character will tell you like, now press X and then they'll make a comment about like, I don't know, like, what do you mean press X? You know, because they're like, Mm. they're kind of playing with inside and outside the world Mm. i can't think of any like concrete examples but i've played plenty of games that kind of like make fun of the fact that they're telling you buttons to press when the character shouldn't know that there are any buttons to press you know yeah that's good um they do like name characters npcs like a pun on what they what their purpose is right yeah okay i said enter the gungeon i think has a the tutorial npc is like sir man e well or something like that <laughs> i think that's what his name is it's something like that and it's just kind of funny I like those yeah kinds and of puns a lot yeah Gun or enter the gungeon doesn't also have like a microtransaction gun or something that's like a joke on microtransactions, yeah, yeah. So there's kind of that meta humor where they're just kind of making fun of games in general, yeah. Uh, ukulele and the impossible layer also has that where uh, you collect coins and pay the I forget what the snake's name is in that game. He builds literal literal walls in the overworld. Yeah, I he calls know them it's... paywalls. <laughs> so oh. 
pay to bring the wall down. They're literal paywalls, yeah. which is kind of funny. I know. What's it's, that snake's name? It's an inappropriate thing. Trouser. That's right. <laughs> is it just trouser? Yeah, trouser. T-R-O-W-Z-E-R. Um, yeah, because he's wearing pants, but yeah. he's a snake, and that's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's the dinosaur's name. Is it just Retro Rex? I feel like they had a lot more puns in that game that I'm remembering. Yeah, I can't remember the dinosaur's name, but that sounds right. Um, but going off that, like, are there any uh, games that stand out to you in terms of, like, funny dialogue or funny uh, characters? Um. Like for I'm me, playing through. Oh yeah, you go. I want to hear about this. Oh, sorry, because you were Very telling me about it. I'm going to say earlier on. Yeah, I'm I'm playing through the messenger right now. It's a. You look at it, it looks like a kind of homage to Ninja Gaiden, the NES, Ninja Gaiden, Ninja Gaiden. I don't know how you actually pronounce that. Um. So on the surface, that's all it really looks like. It even has like the little mechanic where you jump and stick on the wall, and you can jump up the wall like that. But the whole dialogue and the whole story is just, it's pretty funny. And it's all kind of like the very self-aware humor to it. Even make a Ninja Gaiden joke where you get the power up, the, I don't know, climbing spikes or something. Climbing claws, I think is what they call it. And the shopkeeper is like, yeah, like shout out to, or like special thanks to like John Gaiden or something like that. Then the main character's like, what? What are you talking? Like, who's John Gaiden? It's like, that doesn't make, I don't get it. And then the shopkeeper's like, some will. And then it just, that's it. That's the joke. And you're like, huh? That's good. <laughs> then it pops up. Something similar pops up later. And then, I mean, I don't want to spoil anything. The whole game does that kind of play on tropes and it's very self-aware. I mean, I don't want to spoil anything in that game for people who haven't played it and don't know the twist to it, but it's all pretty good, honestly. Yeah, I I think yeah. that is something that video games can do differently uh, in terms of humor is use how they use their characters or like the characters they create. Which... I mean, that's what all media <laughs> uses, but I, I kind of feel like the way you interact with these like unique characters is a little different. One, one that comes to mind is Banjo-Kazooie, similar to the ukulele track, where mm. I feel like the the characters for me were memorable, and they all each had their their own personality. Whereas, like, there's some minor characters that, like, like, I, I don't know, I remember their, their personalities pretty well. Like, Gruntilda's whole thing is, like, she rhymes everything and is, like, a little disgusting. But then Kazooie complains about everything and Banjo's kind of the straight man to Kazooie. Where he's just like kind and nice to everybody. And then you've got Mumbo Jumbo who's doing all of his spells but is sometimes screwing up. And 
I don't know. There's just like I like I like Gruntilda's sister too. Yeah, Brenda or what was it? Something like that. I think it is like Brenda. Yeah. Which you think is a joke, but later can is actually helpful. Yeah. also there's the npc that gives you cheats for the game and it's just a literal cheat book yeah <laughs> uh brent yeah, that's a good example is the name until <laughs> um do you have any examples paul of like dialogue or characters that have kind of stood stood out to you humor wise uh the most recent one that comes to mind is the game Indivisible. I think that's what it's called. It's the RPG by the people who made Skullgirls. Okay. It was like an Indiegogo project. Um, like, there's a lot... Like, the main character in that game is, like, really, like, bloodthirsty. She's always like, let's kill him. And the other characters are like, whoa, whoa. Like, you don't have to <laughs> kill people to solve problems. <laughs> <laughs> And there's just like stuff like that. Like there's a lot of just like, like, I don't know if it's kind of just like a commentary on video games in general, where it's just like, why is your instinct to immediately kill everybody <laughs> instead of like yeah. try to fix it funny some in other a way? Stealth game too. The fact yeah. that it's been a stealth game is makes it funnier. <laughs> um. Yeah, and like there's uh, a lot of characters in that game too, so they all kind of like make different kind of jokes um, i really i remember liking a lot about a lot of the characters in that game although i never finished it because one of my children deleted my save and i was like well i am oh. not i'm not gonna redo the whole thing yeah <laughs> um I'm trying to think i can't think of any others like like uncharted has some humorous moments yeah um For sure. Like I like some of the characters in those games, but I can't think of any others like on the same level as Indivisible that kind of like had just like an undertone of humor pretty persistently like that. Yeah, I one that I really liked was Donut County. Oh yeah, that one had a lot of good. Uh... That was pretty good. Yeah good dialogue that I liked. I one that I mentioned last week that I have been playing is uh death store oh yeah uh -huh. which that i i've been laughing pretty consistently throughout that one they've got some good characters good funny moments little jokes i i would argue that maybe it's taken a bit longer for video games but they're getting better at humor and yeah, I, think I think there so. there are games like Donut County was one that I specifically saw was a funny game. Or maybe it wasn't funny, but like quirky. And I was like, I want to play that. Because it's funny. Right. And same with like Untitled Goose Game, which is different. <laughs> That's a good example, too. A dialogue. That's but... another one where you it's just messing with the people. Yeah. <laughs> It's hilarious. Um, and though you're such a jerk in that game. Yeah. 
Um, another one I just thought about was uh, Golf Story. Have you guys played Golf Story? I, I played a little of that one. That one's pretty good. There's some pretty good dialogue in that one, too. I really enjoyed. And also, the problem solving in that game is funny because it's just... <clears throat> it's basically how many problems can we create that is somehow, for some reason, solved by golf. <laughs> That's funny oh, okay. too. Like, okay, we need to feed the alligators in this pond. So instead of just like, I don't know, tossing the food or whatever, the I can't remember what you feed the alligators, but instead of doing something like that, you got to get your pitching wedge and just chip it out into the right circle so the alligators jump out and snap it out of the air. And that's how you feed the alligators. Stuff like that. That's good. Um,. Real quick, to what do you guys think about? Well, we've been talking a lot more about newer games and kind of their humor. Where, are you, where do you guys feel? What do you feel about older games? Like, I, I know a lot yeah. of people revere the old Lucas Arts games, like Monkey Island and Grim yeah. Fandango and stuff, as being some of the funniest games. But I haven't really played. Much of those. Do you guys have any opinions on those? I haven't played those either. Played those either, yeah. <laughs> but um, yes, I have to... oh, sorry. heard a lot about how funny they are, especially those two, Grim Fandango and Monkey Island. I think for me personally, it's just not really like my type of game. Because aren't they kind of like point and click? Yeah. Uh -huh. type yeah, of, I think so. Type of games. And I remember back in the day, one of my friends had a game called The Neverhood that was a point and click. And it was like, the whole game was like claymation. And it was kind of like a goofy, funny game that was like cool to look at and interesting to kind of like interact with. But I also kind of think, even though it was cool when I was a kid, I don't think I would ever go back and play through the whole thing because it's. I'm just not super into the point and click games, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I've been trying to think of like old games that are funny. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to think of any that aren't like point and click one where you're very like story driven kind of things where they can include humor in the dialogue and the story and stuff yeah i feel um, like there were funny characters in a lot of the old rpgs right yeah i don't know i didn't really play a lot of rpgs back in the day <laughs> i mean the one i can think of there are some pretty funny moments in earthbound yeah that that's for sure i kind of feel like that whole aesthetic found you can include I think that's a good one. Shout out to, what is it? Buzz Buzz. Um, oh, yeah, the little was funny to me, the little fly. Yeah, yeah. sure, fly, yeah. Um, another one I thought of while you were talking, um, a couple, uh, what was it? Uh, the Is it called Clay Fighters? Mm, yeah. Pretty weird. Yeah. And the Punch-Out Games. Yeah. Characters in Punch-Out are pretty good. Yeah. And the other one, I should have thought of earlier is Earthworm Jim. Oh yeah, Earthworm Jim is a really good example. It's I feel like it's harder to think of 
those kinds of games. I feel like they maybe they weren't as many back in the day. I don't know. Also, it might just be harder for me to remember them because they're not uh, as. I mean, they're not as recent, so they're not as fresh in my memory. A lot of other ones that I think are funny, I don't think are in- intentionally funny. You know. Yeah. Just some dialogue, because. No, you got you made the point that video games have gotten to the point where they can invest more in funny dialogue and well written stories and that kind of stuff a little bit more. Back in the day, it was just like bad <laughs> dialogue and cutscenes and that kind of stuff that just ends up being funny. Like the I don't even remember what game it is, but the all your base are belong to us mm, line. Yeah. Example. Another random one I can think of is uh, sunset riders one of the bosses you fight is like a guy who stole a bunch of money from a bank or whatever when you you take him down he like falls out of a building and is about to die and then his last line is just like bury me with my money and he says like just like that <laughs> which i've always thought is funny too but i don't think like i don't know that's probably a joke that they meant to include but i don't know it was funny you gotta search oh altered what? beast mm. Rise from your grave. Eyes from your grave. Yeah, like that's not supposed <laughs> to be a funny game, but it was always hilarious. And the power up, like yeah, yeah that kind of stuff. For sure, that wasn't intentional. But wise from your grave is a great, yeah, great line. Welcome. And it just to your throws doom. you into it. <laughs> Welcome to your doom. <laughs> Those are good lines. Uh, this is not along the lines of what you guys are talking about, but all slaps in the original GoldenEye. Mm. Like, <laughs> that was like a funny mode within a pretty serious game. Yeah. Like, I, Some I feel like... in that one that make that game hilarious, too. Favorites. Yeah. Super fast knives only. Yeah. Well, and... Um, <laughs> that reminds me, like, the old Age of Empires... Uh, I can't. Every Age of Empires has cheats you can do that, like, do really, like, they like break the game. Like, there's in one of them you can get like a monster truck, and then you can just go like destroy all the castles and stuff by just driving your monster truck over it. In the first Uh, Age of Empires game, I still have some of them memorized because they were so (laughs) important to me, like Big Daddy. Yeah, the, the the convertible with the bazooka launcher. Yeah, and the photon. I men. still remember playing Age of Empires with people, and like we're all like, "Hey, no cheats, guys! This is serious. Absolutely <laughs> no cheats." And then like I remember trying to be super serious, you know. And so like ten minutes in, I don't really have too much going on. I'm building some buildings. I got my workers out there chopping down wood. When all of a sudden, there's an army of Corvettes or whatever come in and just bomb everything <laughs> and then leave. I was like, "Why? You said no cheats." And That's awesome. And it just fell apart from there. I guess like cheats in general are yeah. an opportunity for humor, where yeah. it's just like, let's just let you do something stupid in this game. <laughs> you can break the game it can be a fun time yeah yeah a lot of games i feel like also had like big head cheats mm-hmm. yeah. that was a big thing well, for a it. long time had those two yeah oh remember when uh nba jam had bill clinton in it 
I don't remember that. <laughs> That's great. I I do like pretty that sure too. You really weird like cheat codes that you can put in to get weird cameos. And I'm pretty sure Bill Clinton was one of them. The the Tony Hawk games were good at that too, where you could like I remember one of the games you could unlock Shrek. Mm-hmm. Another one you could be Darth Maul. And just the just seeing like Darth Maul on a skateboard is good humor <laughs> in my opinion. Uh, also remember, doesn't he like force choke the shopkeeper guy in the character select screen? <laughs> I don't remember that, but that's good. For some reason I distinctly remember that where like there's just the like the you know, the worker at the skate shop. Your character, your character, and if you go to Darth Maul, like puts his hand out behind him, and the guy like rises up, like holding his throat, getting choked. <laughs> well, anything else coming? You don't will say, uh, yeah, uh, Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> also, can be, be bonkers. Yeah. Even with like uh even the most recent one, because I feel like we've all kind of gotten over the humor of like getting Link, giving him a fan and beating up somebody with it. You yeah. Know? Some of the humor I remember from the first game I thought was really funny when I was a kid. But recently the inclusion of Piranha Plant was like, why? <laughs> I think it's hilarious. And then Steve from Minecraft also is really funny to me. Yeah. His gameplay, I think, is hilarious too. And they really play up the humor in the trailers for Smash Bros. Like yeah, yeah. they really try to make it just like like clashing the tones of the games. You know, like when Sephiroth stabs Mario, but he didn't really stab him. Like that was totally <laughs> them just like just laughing at themselves yeah. for having, you know, put that together. <laughs> So yeah, they really do Mario's lean into that. Sephiroth in the first place is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like every time they have Kirby suck up a new like some super serious character from some like long-standing franchise and then Kirby sucks them up and gets their hairstyle or whatever. Yeah. They really like to play with that. Yeah. Um That's a yeah. Good example. Let's go ahead and end with just some, just throw out some, some funny games that we haven't shouted out yet or <laughs> some moments that you remember, like thinking this is like, this is funny or laughing at it, I guess. Uh, I like in fighting games when they have specialized intro dialogue, like specific to the matchup. Mm, like yes. in Injustice has a lot of those where like there's specific lines of dialogue for like when this character is fighting this specific character. And there's some funny ones when like they fight themselves. Um, and so basically any fighting game that like has that moment i always get excited to see like because then i want to play the game more because i want to try like all the different matchups and see like what are they going to have them say and you know sometimes it's dumb but some of them are really funny yeah if only smash bros had that i know seriously <laughs> right <laughs> um 
one thing Every that time I Mario comes up, it's me, Mario. That's <laughs> <laughs> like all he says to anybody. And then Yoshi like, just makes I'm the weird grunt, grunt noise. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. just, but I'm... I feel like it would just be a bunch of grunts, honestly, with half the characters. Um, I think the joke that Luigi is scared is really funny a lot of the times. <laughs> yeah. Or just like Luigi has become like this weird joke character in general. Oh. I like that. Really true. It's a funny one, yeah. Um, one funny game I wanted to mention was Bro Force. That's a good one how hard it leans into that like the not the narrator but like when you start a level or whatever there's just the announcer guy i guess you could call him just constantly yelling like all the time <laughs> <laughs> like you jump out of a chopper go 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 <laughs> then you die and it's just him going no or just yeah just how hard it leads into that 80s action is pretty funny to me i think um, narrators another in general like bastion's yeah. narrator has some funny lines narrators. Yeah. um important and, shout out yeah and destiny 2 the like uh i think it's zavala whoever is shouting during multiplayer matches he sometimes has some really funny lines where like if you're really falling behind he's like get the zone she's like yelling at you like you suck at the game that's pretty funny <laughs> Also, like the my favorite narrator in video games is the narrator from Little Block Theater. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Still quote that one sometimes. That that is one. Game was so weird. (laughs) One of the one really funny moment from that game that I think about often is when you get to the secret level. And the song is just the guy yelling over and over again. It's a secret. <laughs> it's a secret. <laughs> I really like that. Oh man. Uh, the... the whole premise of that game is hilarious. With the island with full of cats. And... <laughs> the uh... there's a lot of poop jokes in that game, though. <laughs> it's like the one time where, like, eventually I was like, "Okay, man, like enough with the poop jokes." <laughs> I was going to say the the like death messages and Tony Hawk. A lot of those are pretty funny where like you fall off the map and it just says you suck. <laughs> yeah, it <is. laughs> Tells you you're bad. <laughs> um, duck game is one I wanted to shout out. That uh, I've had a great uh, duck game. A great time with. Very funny to me. Different weapons you can get and stuff. Uh, one that we haven't mentioned that we probably should have Jackbox Party Pack. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, great and time. I think um, Jackbox and and Gang Beasts and some of the ones they've that we've called out here. Part of the reason they're funny is because you're doing it with other people. Yeah, like um, or it's just like like it's way more funny when it's a bunch of people in a room like trying to get through this game or trying to make it work. Um, so like the struggle games that we've called out are always funnier with other people. Cause it's just like, look how dumb we are. Yeah. 
<laughs> I will give Jackbox Party Pack an extra shout out though because they do hire comedy writers to write yeah. a lot of, like the dialogue and form the questions and scenarios in like an actual like funny way. Yeah, I feel like that is a sorry, I was just gonna say Jackbox is an example of a game like trying to be funny on purpose and actually succeeding more often than not. Yeah, for sure. Mm. I'm going back to the multiplayer thing real quick. A screen sheet is a good one. Mm, yeah, that is a good Because that just plays on the whole video game thing of back in the day screen cheating where you look right. at someone else's screen and then a first person shooter. Then they're like that was annoying. Let's make it the whole premise of the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just funny. And then also they have really silly weapons. Favorite is the, I don't even remember what it's called, but it's one of the toy horses, you know, that you put between your legs and then like a wooden sword. And when you hit That's the shoot button, it just oh, charges yeah, forward. Yeah. So you got to like find <laughs> where they are and then just run into them. Some good weapons in that game. Um, one that I, I think kind of fails in a way, but maybe not to some other people is Surgeon Simulator, where that game is funny because you're trying to perform surgery, but the controls are really hard, but I played for a good amount and couldn't pass the first level because it was so hard to control. There's really yes. like a whole genre of just bizarre simulator games. Yeah. Yeah. Either a bread one. Yeah. The I, I, am bread. I am bread. Yeah. I am bread. Yeah. That is beginning to be a thing. I remember seeing a bee simulator game. I don't know if it's supposed to be funny or not, but it was one. Yeah. I, I goat think... simulator for that. <laughs> yeah. I think goat simulator works because it's, like it's goofy and like you could do a lot of stuff but if you want to like try out everything those parts are a little easier to get through where surgeon simulator kind of had like a you actually have to get good at this game in order to progress even though the premise yeah. is it's a joke yeah co-op has that same problem where yeah. like you're sitting there laughing at it, but then if you ever want to like actually do it, you actually can't, and you just kind of give up, and you're like, "Well, that was funny for a second, but now I'm sad." Yeah, <laughs> I'm just angry. <laughs> uh, what's is the one that I'm thinking of called Desert Bus? Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Where it's a like a oh. real time, you have to drive the bus. Yeah, it's like it was made by Penn and Teller, and they made like yeah. a series of joke games. And yeah, the it's only like a mechanic they... is steering left and right, and your bus like you're in a bus and it slowly veers to the right constantly, and so you have to like keep moving it left, but it's real time, mm -hmm. so it's eight hours long. Yeah, it's like really <laughs> driving from L.A. to Vegas or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah, and I think like. I've seen that referred to, I don't know if it was how they described it when they published it, but I've seen it referred to as a prank game Yeah. where the idea was like, you give it to your friend and you say like, oh, this is, this is fun. Try it. And then you see how long they play before they're like, 
what is this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of other examples, but yeah, the prank game is is an interesting like just genre of humor and games yeah. that I don't think we talked about yet. I I don't know if there are a lot of other examples. Say I can't think of any of those. Yeah, I feel like there's not because Yeah, I, I feel like there people don't want to put that much time into a prank, I guess. <laughs> right. Yeah, and people don't want to uh, don't want to pay for like a one-time gag like that, I guess. Yeah. I'm sure uh, Super Bunny Man's going to be really great. I'm so excited to play that. <laughs> and, yeah, it's going to be so fun. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Um, well, I guess I'll end this discussion with uh, the end. The ending screen if you beat the Ghostbusters NES video game. Which reads, Congratulations, you have completed a great game and proved the justice of our culture. Now go and rest, our heroes. Prove the justice of our culture? (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll make sure to send that one to you guys just so you can see (laughs) what it actually looks like. It's so... Talking, talking about top tier writing. There I, it is. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, as most people know, that's like one of the worst design games of all time. And so, you, if you can actually beat it, which is already an impossible feat, that's your reward. Congratulations. <laughs> it really does say congratulations. Well, there's no S. <laughs> so I, I don't know why I think that's funnier. Oh, and they spelled proved with two O's. Yeah, with two O's. Proved the justice of our culture. Um, Congratulations. That's funny. I've heard people say that as a joke, and I've never understood why. <laughs> now I get it. So, did we want to do... Uh, the letter that we got, the email. Oh, we still haven't done that one. Yeah, might as well. Real quick, reader mail. Oh, I got another piece of reader mail out, not from the email, but sent to me individually. Oh wow! Let me let me pull that up. Someone hand wrote it. Yeah, and they appeared at my doorstep. <laughs> Someone <laughs> sent me a message on Facebook. Uh, do we want to yeah. do both of them then? <clears throat> do you guys have time? Yeah, mine's really quick. Okay. Um, uh, let me find it. Yeah, take your time. Do you Do you have the other one, Curtis, pulled up? Uh, yeah. Okay. Actually, this person I forgot has sent me two messages. Okay. Um, so this is my friend Sam Driggs. Shout out to Sam Driggs. Hi, Sam. He said, like, a couple weeks ago, 
he said, I was listening to episode three of Chance Time. I know I'm late behind. Or he says he remembers playing backyard sports with me. That was one of my childhood games <laughs> I was talking about. I remember you <laughs> talking about that one. Um, and he says, I remember playing a game at my grandparents. I paused the podcast and spent about two hours trying to find this game. I couldn't remember the name. I could never find it. So I went back to the dishes and turned the podcast back on. Curtis then started sharing his games. And the first one was Power Pete, which is the game I had been searching for for the last <laughs> few hours. That's so awesome. Uh, and then he said, uh, let me find it. Um, just listen to the latest chance time. There is one glaring omission for game of the year the Google Sports RPG for the Tokyo Olympics. So, like the Google Doodle, did you guys play that? <laughs> no, I didn't. It was like a, it was like a full, like multi hour JRPG in the Google Doodle, <laughs> like. Just like celebrating a bunch of stuff about Japan for the Olympics. Like it was intense. That's awesome. I started I started playing it thinking it would just be short because it's a Google Doodle. And I was like, I don't have time to finish this right now. Like this is so long. Uh, so he he wants to call that out for a potential yeah. game of the year contender. I should have uh I will they ever republish it? I have no idea if there's like a way to go back and play old Google Doodles. I feel like I missed out. Yeah. Yeah, it had like little like anime cutscenes and everything. I was like, this is way more than your usual Google Doodle. It's <laughs> funny. I didn't even know about that. Yeah, it's probably big because they had an extra year to work on it. And they were like, uh, I guess we keep building stuff <laughs> into this. <laughs> that's awesome well thank there you, you sam for thank you yeah thank you, sam. that's awesome i'm glad someone else out there played power pete <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty i was thinking it was just me and my brothers <laughs> oh and i'm i'm glad that you solved the mystery for sam <laughs> so he can be free from his search no longer have to worry that's so go restaurant heroes just hearing that story is like it kind of frustrates me. It reminds yeah, me. Yeah, you could like feel the tension. Yeah, it reminds me of this one time. Uh, me and my room. I bought this puzzle of presidents playing billiards, and uh. we were all all me and all my roommates in college were working on it. And then one day I was kind of like finishing up the puzzle and there's one piece missing the like worst nightmare if you're doing a puzzle mm, yeah and so i literally spent like three hours looking for this puzzle piece and i i scoured every part of the house because i was like we've been working on this for so long i want to make sure like it gets finished and i could not find it for the life of me and i uh, my roommate tag came home and I was like, man, I've been looking for this puzzle piece for like the last three hours. He's like, Oh, you're done with the puzzle. He goes to his room and he had hid the last puzzle piece. So he could put <laughs> the last piece in. And he told me, I have never been more afraid of you in that moment. 
Ryan, <laughs> because I was so mad that I had just spent so long trying to figure out where that puzzle piece was and wasted so much time, and it was just hidden. That is extremely frustrating. <laughs> it is really frustrating. We we talk about that every time we get together. I hope I meet this tag someday. I'm surprised you haven't I'm actually. To you is I'm gonna say, oh, are you the guy that stole Ryan's puzzle piece <laughs> of the presidents playing billiards? <laughs> Man. All right. Do you got that uh, other email, Curtis? Oh, yeah. So I was like, what else were we talking about? <laughs> um, this one is from John Bills. I don't know if either one of you guys know this, John Bills. Um, <laughs> he's un- he's unknowable. Yeah. Is he related unknowable. to uh, John Gaden? <laughs> no, he's he's Gaten. Mike Struckerberg's friend. Actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. I knew there was a connection somewhere. Famous anyway. billionaire Mike Struckerberg. <laughs> anyway, uh, John Bills says, Hey, Chance Time, longtime listener, first time writer. Uh, in your discussion of free to play games, there is one point I've thought of, and I'm curious what your take is. If you do enjoy a free to play game and put some time into it, do you feel obligated to spend money on it at some point? Do you feel guilty if you regularly play and never spend anything? Perhaps there hasn't been a free-to-play game that you've enjoyed to the point, but it does happen to me. I've played a good amount of Apex Legends. I eventually felt like I should play a season pass because I was playing so much without offering anything in return. Do you think free-to-play developers rely on the sense of morality from their most dedicated players? Side note, their season pass grind was way too demanding and I barely leveled up, so I felt unhappy with my purchase, which is ironic because I wanted to pay Respawn back for the experience I already had. But then I felt miffed on all the Battle Pass items I didn't unlock. Greedy gamer, I guess. Keep up the work. Great work. Love the show. Thanks, John. Also, he linked, uh, when he said greedy gamer, I guess, linked to a Polygon article uh, titled Apex Legends Forum. Furious is that devs call players uh, A-hats. We don't do that kind of thing on this podcast, so I'm going to say A-hats and freeloaders. <laughs> I don't actually remember this happening. This was two years ago now. Yeah, it was when Apex Legends first came out. I remember this. It was like super controversial because people were complaining that the battle pass was a huge grind and didn't give anything that was like even now that good. And this like developer just went on this rampage, I think on Twitter or on the forum somewhere. It was like, you guys. Yeah. Yeah, basically just calling them like ungrateful for demanding more from the battle pass when they were working so hard on the game. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Um, I'll jump in to answering the question. Uh, mm-hmm. I I don't think I do f- for the. I think if I put like tons and tons of time into a game I might feel obligated but usually when I'm putting tons of time into a free to play game they're offering something that speaks to me that I like for for example Fall Guys wait that's not free to play uh, <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm trying to think of games that I've a lot of games I've played have become free to play, but I feel like I bought them at first. But if like there's a skin that's really cool, mm-hmm. that makes me feel more obligated to buy it than <laughs> if the game is good. And then if the game is good, then I feel good about my purchase because I'm like, I am supporting this game that I like. But I don't think I ever feel obligated because I like a free-to-play game. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the same thing. Really the only free-to-play game I play consistently is League of Legends. Mm. And I have purchased a few skins, but this was back, like, this was like 10 years ago when I did that. I don't, ever, I don't think I felt obligated. I just saw that they were on sale. And they were my favorite champions, some of my favorite champions in the game. So I bought them. And I felt totally fine with my purchase because I was just like buying the skin that I wanted directly. And this was before their skins got like super, what do you call it? Intensive. They were changing like the effects and the voice lines and, you know, like everything. They were just kind of like, now it's a snow theme kind of a thing, you know, and that was it. Yeah. So, so they weren't like super pricey. Nowadays, like some of the skins cost like over $20. And I'm just like, no way, dude. I'm not going <laughs> to buy that. That's so much money for a skin. That's, you know, it just, I mean, it's cool. That's cool. But I'm not going to pay that much money for it. Yeah. I've never felt obligated. And, Honestly, if a game's just gonna say you can get the skin in the loot box, I'm not gonna. I don't know if I'm ever gonna buy ever buy a loot box. Like, no way, you know. I'll open the loot boxes that the game gives me for free, but I'm never. I don't think I'll ever buy them. Don't think. I think a lot of times it's the what's the term use? They rely on the whales. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I think there's like statistics. I could be wrong on the statistics thing. It might be just educated guesses people make, but I'm pretty sure the majority of players in these free-to-play games don't really spend any money. There's a a few of them that spend a ton of money on those games. Mm It seems that that they rely on those. I don't know. Okay. Totally honest. I'm, I'm I've very heard interested it, and I think the specific that. term is uh, whale. Yeah, I know that's that exists in other aspects of consumerism. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if this uh, applies to games like <laughs> Apex Legends. If it applies, maybe they're more talking about like old games like Candy Crush and stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I've heard that before. I don't know if that's what precisely what they rely on or what. I don't know if it's really a sense of morality, but I do think there is like a point where a lot of people probably play a bunch of hours and then, you know, they get really into it. They have a favorite character and then they see a skin and it's like five bucks and like, yeah, I can throw them five bucks. Why not? I've been playing this for a while. Kind of attitude. Yeah. It's kind of how I feel about it. All of my examples, I feel like aren't free to play games and it technically is now, but Rocket League was one 
that I bought a lot of DLC for. <laughs> but it was more because it was cool DLC. Like, I wanted to be the DeLorean from Back to the Future, and I wanted to play as the Batmobile. I wanted right. to play yeah. as the Ghostbusters car. And so, like, those were cool enough where, like, I I guess for me it's less morality-based and more I feel justified in spending extra money on the game because it's a great game and I'll actually be using those cars. And sometimes I won't be using those cars, but having them is justifiable because I am supporting the game. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, it, I don't feel like morally like obligated, but um, if it's like a unique game and I feel like other people aren't doing some of the things that I really like about the game, I'm more inclined to say like, I want to throw them money because I want more games like this to exist and I want this to like succeed. So there have been some times where I'm like, I'm just basically giving them the money so they can keep doing things like this. And I didn't really care so much about the purchase. Um, like, there's, this is a really weird example, but there's this weird little mobile app that, is like a liquid simulation. It's not really a game. It's just like a really complex simulation of liquid on your phone screen. And so you like touch it and swirl it and it like does different colors. And there's like all these settings where you can change like the viscosity and you can change like the substance of the liquid and stuff. And I just thought it was like, I was so impressed with like the technical achievement of it that I bought the premium version, even though I felt like the free version was enough features for me. But I was just like, I, I want this person to keep making stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to give them my money. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I feel like I do the same thing where it's less with free to play games, but like if I believe in like someone's games, I want to buy them all. So they keep making more right yeah yeah so it's more like the kickstarter approach of like i just want yeah. you guys to succeed so here you go uh, i'm trying to think of other examples of doing that um i feel like there's other mobile games but i don't remember now um, i like to buy those games that are kind of like a dollar maybe two dollars and it's clearly yeah. just someone learning how to make games and it's like it's a good game it's a very simple premise kind of thing mm -hmm. uh one that um i was listening to the kind of funny games daily podcast and they're talking about ding dong xl <laughs> i don't know if you've heard of this one um i do remember it's literally that one yeah it's just like a circle and when you hit the button it just slides really quick to the other side of the screen then there's other shapes that float through the middle of the screen that you have to avoid. You have to just time your jumps, basically. And that's, like, the whole game. And it's, like, a dollar, two dollars, or something like that. That's the whole game. But it was, like, it turns out that, like, 
it's just a guy kind of learning how to make games. He's just kind of testing the water. And I was like, that's cool, man. Like, I'm impressed you made this game. I can't do that. Here's a dollar. Like, <laughs> you know, it's just a dollar. I can do that. And kind of mentality. I do feel like going back to like the Apex Legends uh, example, a lot of these big free to play games, like, this is a proven model now. So I feel like you don't need to feel guilt tripped into spending money on them because yeah. the model is clearly working because this is, you know. I mean, it's been working for years and years and years now, and it's becoming more and more popular of a model to make games. I don't really feel like, you know, need to feel guilt guilted into spending money on them. Especially if you're going to buy, like, a season pass or a battle pass or whatever, and then there's... They want you to grind. I, don't, I honestly don't like the season pass kind of model. Because then I feel like I have to suddenly invest more time into the game. That's why I've never wanted to buy one of those. I mean, we talked about this in a previous episode, but I think yeah, I the Halo, the Halo Battle Pass is so smart because you don't lose it. Yeah, like I'd be way more the, tempted to buy that. Yeah, one. yeah. I hope more people adopt that because, like the the expiring thing, does not make sense to me. I also want to shout out the people, maybe, I don't know if these people really exist, but anyone who has every single skin in Fortnite, I want to shout you out. Good job. You have like $10,000. <laughs> much is this Fortnite skin? Isn't it they, Battle Pass? I'm assuming they vary. Now? Yeah, but like the crossover skins can't you just buy them straight up like i think some the, of them and i think other ones you have to do like challenges yeah pass like the mistborn one i'm pretty sure was just like a straight like eight dollars or something i think i looked at it it was just like you just bought it and it it was definitely more than five dollars even if it's five bucks i'm looking right now at the Fortnite player count according to this playercounter.com uh, there's 4.5 million players online if you release a skin five bucks and only a million of those players buy it you're still making five million dollars and that's probably just active right now like fortnite total has like over a hundred million players and that's 4.5 players online right now so that's, yeah. that's definitely not total So that's a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. So only if like it's very small percentage of that are buying skins, that's still a ton of money. Oh yeah. And skins like that, you know, like they don't I don't think they probably take too much work to create. Is they're saying I'm assuming they're using not like the same rigging five million, yeah. Model not five million kind of dollars stuff. worth. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And I wonder this is getting into a completely different topic, but I wonder if there will ever be fights for like, I want a percentage of how much my skin makes. Like, 
because you think about it, those Fortnite people are probably just on salary, like probably mm. like Fortnite artists. You're probably what, like between sixty and a hundred thousand dollars a year, and like a few days work is making the company five million dollars like that's gotta be frustrating yeah <laughs> like who came but, up with that weird banana guy yeah like the employee who came up with the banana to get like an extra cut of that or something <laughs> right like they may already have like performance bonuses but it's just like be interesting in the future if it's like i don't want you to pay me a salary i want five percent of everything that my skins make the company. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Completely different topic, but I also yeah. wonder if that's how they do licensing. If it's just like oh, a if it, on up front, yeah, Superman in the game, or if, or if it's like a percentage DC of comics every... or whatever it gets, yeah, percentage yeah. of each Superman skin sold. I don't know. But anyway, I guess to answer John's question, it sounds like our consensus is you shouldn't feel guilt tripped into giving money to giant companies like EA and Epic. Yeah. But but smaller indie things that are free to play. You know, if you just want to make sure if you want to support the kind of thing they're doing, it can be worth it just to spend some money just to say, hey, I hope you guys succeed. I will say, though, that sometimes guilt leads to great things. So if you truly feel guilty, maybe you should lean into that and give Apex Legends more money. (laughs) Don't listen to him, John. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, thank you, John and Sam, for, for writing in. And if you would like to uh, ask us a question, chancetimepodcast at gmail.com, I believe is the email. Is that correct? That's correct. <laughs> okay, perfect. Feel free to send your favorite funny games and such. Mm, funny moments. Yes. And uh, you can also tweet Curtis at his Twitter, <laughs> which I don't remember what that is off the top what? of my head. Tweet Curtis. You'll find me. You have to find me first. Yeah. I'll find you. If and I get hey. some random person talking to me on Twitter, I'm like, whoa, dude. Yeah, at Curtostrophe4. Everyone tweet Curtis. Is that what it is? Yeah. I don't actually know. There's a picture of you and your wife by a tent. And the cover. Oh, of- I thought it was C underscore low four. No, this one says at Curtostrophe. No, you're right. Four. Very active. The last tweet was June 15th, and it was just a retweet of a SpongeBob clip titled Metroid Dread. That's I pretty recent. If you want those current uh, current tweets. <laughs> those current re- retweets, because I don't tweet anything myself. Yeah. Well, that's all I have to say. <laughs> cool. <laughs> if you really want to reach us, contact Mike Struckerberg. 
That's at at Mike Zuckerberg. <laughs> Famous billionaire. Billionaire. All right. Thank you guys for talking with me. Thanks for coming to see James. Thanks for coming to see James. Chance time. <laughs>